Hello, and welcome to episode 37 of Dirt Road Divinity. I'm your host, Lisa Wade, and this week I talk with Angela Byrne. Angela is an accomplished painter, an award-winning author of three novels with another on the way, and the owner and host at the Celtic House Bed and Breakfast in Kilkenny, Ireland. Her perspectives on living beyond fear and following the inspiration of the soul are encouraging and courageous. To me, Angela seems like an Irish national treasure. She works to help keep Irish history and culture alive for people of all ages in the country, but also for those of us from all over the globe who visit. Enjoy this conversation, and please do also check out the show notes. You'll find ways to get in touch with Angela and learn more about her work. And there's also links to two videos that one, an interview with with Angela and her husband, John, and another, an interview that she did of her mother-in-law talking about her time as a servant at Kilkenny Castle during the 1920s and 30s. Absolutely fascinating. Please enjoy this conversation with Angela Byrne. Hello, and welcome back for another edition of Dirt Road Divinity. I'm your host, Lisa Wade, and today I am thrilled to be talking with Angela Byrne. Angela, welcome to the show. It's so good to see your face. Oh, you're more than welcome. I love I, I love here with you, Lisa. Uh, well, I'm so thankful that you're here. You know, we had an opportunity to meet so briefly when I was visiting Kilkenny, Ireland, which is where you are. You have a beautiful bed and breakfast there in there in Kilkenny. And I was just thrilled at the chance to be able to, to stay in your home and, and meet you over breakfast. Thank you so much. I was really um, blessed to meet you too. Absolutely. Well, now I understand that your background Bed and breakfast super host is only one of the things you do, but you are an accomplished painter and also an award-winning author with three books, I understand, right now. And uh, seems to be that you're living a bit of an inspired life. I truly am, Lisa. My inspiration knows no bounds. I, I that that's beautiful. I'm well. I'm curious. Where where do you feel like your inspiration comes from? Um, I think um, it comes from within. Mm. But you know, I have no fear of answering to my soul. Mm-hmm. I have no fear in writing. I have no fear in painting. Um, I think I'm an old soul who has been here many times before. And I think that I learned a lot of things in another life. And now I am free. I feel free. I free, free to do anything I, I would want to do. Mm. As I say, it's for me, the writing it, it is not difficult. It just comes and flows. <clears throat> the painting I do at night and uh, I have, even though I might say so myself, I have some beautiful paintings that when I begin, I ask the spirit world, God, anyone is there, I will take the brush in my hand and I'll say, take me where you want me. Mm. And it does. Mm. All I have to do is be open so open to the soul mm. it frees me immensely it just frees me all the time as you're talking i have goosebumps all <laughs> over my body <laughs> spirit shivers whatever you call them but goosebumps all over and there's so much beauty in it, it seems that the idea of not having fear about what you feel like your soul is here to do and that sense of freedom really do go hand in hand. For sure, for sure. It does hand in hand completely because um, I would never do wrong to anybody. I would never write wrong. I would never paint wrong. I just have that innate connection with my soul and my spirit. 
that, you know, as I say, it's freedom. It's beautiful too. Freedom. I, I just love that, that description of, of what you do. And it feels like really surrendering over to, to the guidance to please, please guide me, please show me. And that in that, like surrendering also comes the freedom. And it's not about lack of control. It, it's about actually allowing, just allowing. Wow. Yes, Lisa, you must allow. If you're scared or afraid, nothing will happen mm -hmm. if yeah. you're open and accepting yes it will that's for sure sometimes I know when I talk on, on to guests that the message they share is meant for me yes <laughs> yes of course me out there but that you uh, speaking to you too Lisa mm -hmm. uh, I also feel that from you you are a good person you will not do harm to anyone you will embrace people, you will help people. I can see that all over you and around you. I see, I see it around you too. And um, to me, it, it's just a gift that you have to, to hear, to listen, to understand, to be faithful and secure. Mm. That is you too, Lisa. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for that. You know, you talk, you talk about being an old soul and, you know, past experiences can bring us wisdom, bring us strength, bring us courage, sometimes bring us fear, you know, if, if we allow them to. And I'm curious, you know, one thing that I, that I noticed being in Kilkenny specifically was what others might call these deja vu moments, but a very yeah. strong sense. I've been here before, like certain streets that I would go down and I'm like, I remember what happened there. So like a strong past life, like tie to that particular area. And, yes. you know, and I remember it not being all that pleasant, <laughs> you know, at, at the time, just in terms of, of, you know, for some that, that felt or lived through their connection to their soul and it wasn't completely understood or it might seem scary to others, it could be a trying time. And my guess is you probably lived through some of, some of that too, but yet to come now from this place of lack of fear and a sense of freedom and this inner strength, wow, how, how, how have you done that? Yes. Um, I live within Kilkenny and it's medieval city. Mm -hmm. I am now 74 years old. I feel all what I did before mm -hmm. about my history, my family history, my connection with Kilkenny all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it, it's something I let go of mm -hmm. to free me, to free me and my soul. Mm -hmm. I didn't do it intentionally. I wasn't, you know, guided in any way. It just happened. And maybe I am guided. I, I'm open to it, absolutely. And I love that. But um, I would, you know, ask people to be kind to themselves. Mm -hmm. Be compassionate to themselves. To love themselves. And in that small area of being i think freedom comes mm. it's um you you're not you're not born with it i don't think you are and um, i think that it comes it comes with loving people talking to people listening to their story and that's how i met you because mm. you tell your story and you're open to everybody's story. There's no restrictions. There's no security. There's no nothing. It's just chat and talk with you. When I met you too, I felt a connection. I know where you sit in the dining room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, when I came to serve you, um, straight away, I, I knew I knew this person. Um, nothing magical, but I felt I felt it. 
Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we were we were to meet. We were. Kilkenny was to be, you know, you were to be in Kilkenny and learning the history of our mm. even our witch Dame Alice Kittler. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Thousand four husbands. Oh, the history was, was so fascinating and heartbreaking, but interesting all at the same time. But I will say, you know, during our trip, we had spent a week in Scotland and then came to Ireland for a week. And often, um, I pay attention when I'm choosing where to stay. And in Kilkenny, I had no idea, you know, where, where am I going to stay? And um, I was in one of the uh, booking.com or, you know, one of the, one of the websites mm-hmm. scrolling through all the different places to stay. And when I got to Celtic house B and B shivers all through my body, it's like my soul said this one, I mean, just goosebumps all over. And I was like, okay, something special is going to happen here. And um, I'm so grateful <laughs> that I listened <laughs> But it's interesting that when we tune in and we'll pay attention, that it, it's like magic happens, you know, doors, doors open. And it was just such, such a blessing. How long, how long have you had the, the bed and breakfast? 25 years. 25 years there in Kilkenny. Any, any of you listening or watching, please know that if you go to Ireland, I would highly recommend if you if you can only go to one spot, Kilkenny w- just was our it was our our favorite. Um, everything from the history and the beauty to the hospitality to the music, huh? You know, we just had such an incredible time there. But I can't highly recommend enough. Thank you. At the Celtic House B and B. You know, Lisa, I think personally. That the B and B is the heart of Ireland. Mm. In particular, you get to meet the people that mm. live here. You get to you know to know them. In a hotel, you're just like any other person. Yeah. You don't really feel special. Yeah. But you know, I know when someone comes in the door, they're special. I do because I have that innate feeling about people. Yeah. They connect with you like you did with me. Yes, truly. Mm. We certainly felt that there. And then when I learned later that you're also an artist, I I had, you know, I came back and I started looking. Many of the paintings in the bed and breakfast, are they your work? All of them. All of them. I I had a feeling I just, I would walk around just amazed. Wow. I wonder where she got that. (laughs) That's, That's incredible. I mean, your work as a painter is fantastic. Do you, do you sell your paintings if people wanted to see your work? Is there a place yeah. to look? Yes, I will do. I'm going to put them up online. Uh-huh. Do you know, I've been painting since I was 50 years old, uh-huh. but uh, I did sell some, you know, in the beginning. I did put them into um, art, you know, auctions, art for people to look. And we do have an art festival here in Kilkenny, which I did too. But you know something, Lisa, it's a tough thing because if you submit, you know, say 10 paintings, mm-hmm. maybe 20, I, I think I have almost 100. Wow. So if you, you know, you have to stay there all day, mm-hmm. all day long. And now I'm not prepared. <laughs> all day. So let me understand. You started painting when you were 50. You've had... Yes. The bed and breakfast for almost as long, it sounds yeah. like. And um, you started writing even after that. 60. And so sounds like there was the first half of your life and then the second half of your life that's very creative. What what'd you do the first 50 years? I I raised my four children. Four children. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have one girl, she's the eldest. I have three sons then. Uh, they were all gone away. They're all back now, except one. Mm-hmm. One is in Australia. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And so at 50, you start living. I, I mean, not that raising kids wasn't in alignment with your yeah, soul. That was, but it was just like, and here's 
and here's part two. That's incredible. Yes, yes. It's incredible. And you know, I have other plans now for different things. I um, actually started one, and that is um, the seed was sown back in 2005, mm-hmm. maybe four, I'm not sure. Uh, John's mother, she worked in Kilkenny Castle as a young girl. Oh, wow. She lived until she was 94. Um, I took her back to the room in the castle where she worked when she was 92 years old. She was a seamstress and interviewed her for maybe two and a half hours, maybe three. I had a young film makers come and film and edit the film and do everything. And I offered it then to, you know, say TV programs here on heritage and history and culture. Nobody was really interested then. Mm-hmm. But now, Lisa, it's like gold dust. And now they have, in the Kilkenny Castle, they have taken the, all the film from me. They have edited it down to about 20, 25 minutes. Um, I want you to, when we finish this uh, talk with you, which I hope will go on for another hour or more. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kilkenny Castle under videos and podcasts Mm. you would see me and my mother-in-law talking about how it was to work in Kilkenny Castle day-to-day you know work days off whatever how she went to school all those kind of things Mm. and now it's actually going into every junior school in Ireland really yes wow now this this my soul sings now because it will never die. It mm. will always be here with, mm. with everybody. They will remember now how it was to be a servant in Kilkenny Castle, how it was to work all the, you know, for the gentry, what happened then. And she had knowledge of things that weren't known today. Mm-hmm. So she knew where there was. Um, underground passageway from Kilkenny Castle across under the street to the stables where the horses were. It was for the people that gentry in the castle to escape to if they were being taken over by whatever. You know, they had to get out and go away quickly. So I am so happy that that is there now. And She'll never die. I loved her for a mother-in-law. She was a, a strong, very strong woman. She reared six children herself on a small farm, and she fostered four. She yeah. had ten children. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she did that, Lisa. But maybe looking at those people, maybe I got a sense of whatever I want to do, I can do. Mm. Because she did. You know, she would, she didn't. I tell you a funny thing now. <laughs> she never drank or smoked because that wasn't the thing thing way back then in Ireland. But she went into when her husband died, Jim. She was alone, so she came into her daughter here in Kilkenny, and she would go out with the the women, you know, her friends in there, and she started having a little drink of whiskey. So <laughs> she went back home to the farm place to live with her eldest son. She still kept kept coming into Kilkenny every Saturday. She would start by having her hair done, having her nails done. And then she would go down to the local pub for her food. She'd have dinner, and then she would have a few drinks after the dinner. She'd stay around town until another place opened where there was dancing and music, like you, like you saw. Uh-huh. She, she would not get home until after 2, <laughs> 2 a.m. Her teenage grandchildren would be in before her. <laughs> Love it. Love it. She was living it up and enjoying <laughs> all, all the city had to offer. That's, that's great. That is fantastic. <clears throat> you know, in it sounds like you're family, you know, both in-laws, but also your yeah. family has been filled with fascinating characters. I mean, just fascinating people. And yeah. 
I mean, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show all three of your books here. I was so excited to have the opportunity to bring home all, uh, let me see, all three of them. <laughs> the one I'm, I'm reading currently is the first one, Not yeah. Forgotten. And the story of getting into learning more about Kitty and yeah. whoa, whoa. She yeah. was a formidable woman. Whew, yeah. Mm. So tell me about like your inspiration and when you finally decided, I have to write this down. Yeah. And it was 24 years after Kitty gave me all, all the details about family. Mm. Um, and, you know, I started by saying, I must write this down for my, my family because nobody will hand it down after me. It'll have to be. Me. So I started, began to write, and about maybe 10, 20,000 words in, I thought, you know, maybe this could be a book. Mm-hmm. So writing was new to me, and I loved it because you see, it was an escape. Mm-hmm. Even when not, not sitting at the computer, going around during the day, I'd be thinking, oh, this is what you did, that's what you did, but in a good way. And uh, I would then, you know, jot down a few notes for myself to write again in the mor- next morning. And it, it got from there. Then when I thought I had it finished, I sent a synopsis off to many publishing houses here in Ireland. But nobody would even reply. I sent one last one. And the one last one was number 31 to send out. Mm. And that my book. And I can't tell you how overjoyed I was. I, I launched it here in Kilkenny. I launched it in San Diego. I launched anywhere I could. Mm-hmm. I was proud of it. I loved what I did with it. It was just a blessing. The writing is beautiful. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. And yeah. to feel there, I, you know, I, I mean... <clears throat> to really get a sense of what life was like in these, in these various time periods, what culture and family and just the, the essence of kind of Irish life then amazing, just amazing. And then to see these uh, brave, strong female characters who, you know, are wise and (laughs) it's, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I love, it. I love it too. And I think that all women are strong women. They are all strong, but they have to know how to work that. Mm-hmm. Being strong, you know, being you know, not afraid of your ancestors. Yeah. You see, I was born, as they say, out in the sticks in the country. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any electricity. We didn't have any running water until... Oh, in the 60s, I think. Mm-hmm. I was born in 1948. So um, we had all those things then in the 60s. But in the evenings, um, our house was known as a rambling house. Hmm. And a rambling house means people will come to visit and chat the local people because they didn't have any other way of, of, of talking, you know, mm-hmm. words, things that happened. and. My father was well-read and a great conversationalist. So I was always there, you know, until I was made go to bed. <laughs> I, listened, I listened to all the stories. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them were, were kind of scary stories. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when somebody died, um, you know, way back then, Irish people believed they must turn the clocks to the wall hmm. or hang something over them but to stop time also the mirror that had to be turned away or else covered up mm-hmm. i remember my, my mother when my my grandfather died we lived in the same house she wore a black band on her arm she wore black for a whole year oh, wow. and then she wore purple that's how it was way back then. Mm-hmm. Not only that, we had this woman called the Banshee. Now, the Banshee is a woman 
nobody ever saw her, or maybe they did. She, the story goes that she had really long hair and she, she combed her hair all the time, combed her hair, and she followed particularly particular families like with names. Mm. Those people she would follow. So when anyone of say the McAvoy, the Oakburn, anything with Oak, she followed them. So one evening, the one and only time I heard her, I'd say I was six. Oh <laughs> the shriek. Oh wow. Oh, the shriek. And I went back home with my brothers and sisters, my brother, and we heard then that somebody had died. And only then did I put it together. And uh, she, as I said, my mother-in-law, Mabel, she saw the banshee many times because she was born in 1913 and she would have been, you know, say up to 1920, she was, you know, of that age. We had an awful lot of things uh, they called them Pishogri. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and um, of course, you never hear the Banshee now. Hmm. You know, all that has died away. Yeah. And, and maybe it's good that it did. Yeah. People were scared. People were, you know, if they heard the Banshee, they would first of all think maybe it's someone from their own family. Mm-hmm. It did, or did on their. <clears throat> But, you know, Irish people are strong, too, because we have our own Irish dancing. We have Irish music. We have Irish sport. Did you ever see River Dance? You know, I did not. I've seen it on TV. When we were in Ireland, we did go to, um, I think it was called the Celtic Steps down in Kilkenny or in Killarney. And and we had so much fun, so much fun. And I, you know, it's kind of similar, I think, but, but just. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. You'll you'll find it too on YouTube. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Michael Flatley, he was the man that began all this. And uh, he, oh, he was such a dancer. You Mm -hmm. really need to see him, Lisa. Oh, please do. (laughs) I'll go find him. Absolutely. (laughs) I've got viewing, viewing fun for the afternoon. That's wonderful. Wonderful. You know, the I think what what we so enjoyed in Ireland, the I mean, it's just beautiful for one thing. I the countryside is gorgeous. The people were just as beautiful, but the history there is so rich. I so rich and and varied. And you know, I I was interested in in learning a, a bit more about I don't, the old ways or or, or you know yeah. how it and and that's a little hard to find. I didn't know where to look, you know, and so yeah. it was a little hard to find not knowing where to look. Yeah. So one of my treasures is um, when you signed the book that you included. Oh, a little, and, yes. And and that that was the conversation with with you know with Irish language there, and that was that was just beautiful to me. Um, but it, it does feel like like things have shifted. And, yeah. you know, um, and it's interesting to hear you say that maybe in some ways that might be for the, for the better. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, but that there are still people keeping, keeping the oh, positive uplifting, you know, yeah. traditions going. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I love it too. You know, um, I go to America quite a bit mm-hmm. and I see, you know, how American people, particularly over on the West coast, Mm-hmm. Um, they live they have a beautiful life but it's very sprawling I don't see a community together yeah. I don't really see that maybe it's there I, I haven't seen it mm-hmm. but I would love that that you know people get together talk yeah. because in the end of the day that's all we have really yeah. money land houses mm-hmm. really doesn't matter it's the people people the memories the love the sharing absolutely you know I grew up in in smaller towns I remember my grandparents lived in a tiny little town like 1200 people and it it was it was just different I mean people just stop and buy or we see them on the road and they'd stop and you go in the grocery store and you know everyone (laughs) but I remember my grandpa he, he would he knew everyone you know I mean 
he never met a stranger in his town. And yes, that's beautiful. And and I I, I miss that a bit. You couldn't get away with anything, you know. Everybody yeah. knew business. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was for sure. <laughs> but uh, so I'm curious. I saw when when I was was staying with you, I saw um some certificates above the mantle that talked about um like being involved in in San Diego or maybe parades or maybe Irish um almost like ambassador to you know for for different things tell me about that connection what brings you to the to the west coast and I will Lisa um back in 2004 again this uh, gentleman came to the door and he had his daughter with with him she was Kathleen and he, he was Jim so they stayed a few nights with me mm-hmm. and Jim uh, was very interesting and I talked to him a lot and I found his ancestral home I do a little bit of genealogy and uh, do you know he was forever grateful for, for mm-hmm. that you know he really wanted to find his ancestral home and his roots in Ireland so I did so when they went back to America he called about once a week on the phone and we chatted and chatted and emailed me and John and it was like you have a really true friend for life Mm -hmm. so the next year came by and he rang me and he said would you and John come to San Diego and represent Ireland at the St. Patrick's Day Parade and Festival Mm. and I said um I will, I said, I, I don't know for sure, but I'll find out. So I went to our prime minister. His name is Bertie Hearn at the time, really nice man. And uh, I told him what you know, was going to happen. And he said, he gave, sent me a lovely letter saying with his blessings, that it was a great honor for me and John. And uh, he also sent me a letter to give to the Irish Congress there. And it was really thanking them for keeping the Irish customs alive and keeping you know all those things going for Irish people and uh, from then on then me and John then went to to San Diego Jim met us at the airport he brought us to a beautiful hotel and oh Lisa it was just so amazing I I think I must have done about 20 TV uh, shows just to, to talk about Ireland and and you know bring it to the people exactly from where I came from and for 16 years we have been doing that we're going back again next year but Jim Jim was one of the San Franciscan 49ers football team no kidding (laughs) wow he he was also um something else yes he was the president of the Irish Congress he was San Diego man of the year See, we didn't know, I didn't know anything about Jim. Oh, yeah, he was a nice man. But when I went there, I, I discovered that he had a lot of power in San Diego at the time. And, but he has died since then. Mm-hmm. I think it's four years ago when we flew into San Diego. Mm-hmm. And he always met us at the airport. And uh, he wasn't there. And I thought, you know, I rang his phone and said, we're here. And he had died during the night. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, it was sad, very sad, but I'll always remember him. Absolutely. Absolutely. For the wonderful person he is. And then I thought maybe the the Irish Congress can, you know, they'll have somebody else to come. But no, they love us, like us, they want us to come, which is great. That's fantastic. (laughs) I I love that. That even in America, there's the, you can find pockets that are so honoring of of Irish tradition. You know, I I didn't appreciate at all. I I actually grew up and and lived for a long time in in Oklahoma, okay. and near Tulsa, my very favorite restaurant just happened to be a restaurant named Kilkenny's. Oh really? Yeah, and a little Irish restaurant and 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 pub and um. I had never really looked at the menu, but I, I mean, I looked at the menu for the food, but there's all these stories in the menu about the history of Kilkenny and about the medieval mile and about oh, really? my tellers. And I mean, just all this various information that I hadn't 
I hadn't fully appreciated before. And so after we came to visit and went back and I'm reading the menu going, well, I was there. I saw that. You know, and I just had a whole different appreciation. And I, I was so grateful after the fact on a whole different level. The yes. food's wonderful, but, but having that history represented even in Oklahoma was special to me too. And that's why you came. That, that was a, a big part of it. Yeah. I was like, well, if it's my favorite restaurant here, I need to, I need to go see it, yeah. you know, see it there. I didn't, I honestly didn't even know Kilkenny was a town yet. And you know, until I started yeah. doing the research, but then yeah. I moved to, um, it was even before I moved to, to Texas. I live in the kind of the Houston, Texas area now, but the very first place that, um, that Jim and I went that, and I just fell up. It was his favorite like entertainment spot to go. And it's this little place called, um, McGonagall's mucky duck. And oh. it's, it's an Irish pot. They have fantastic <laughs> live music. That's where, where we first met Pat Byrne, who's, who's an Irish singer. I guess he won the Irish voice, the voice in Ireland. Oh, the uh -huh. okay. And then I think the very first year it happened and now he lives in, in, in Austin, Texas, but we've seen him perform multiple times, but it yeah. was, I, I just, I'm grateful that we have the chance to get just these little glimpses of what, what culture can, can be like. Um, and so grateful that, that people like you are willing to share your culture with us, you know, and so many of us do have, you know, ancestral ties, but don't really know what that means other than where to point on a map, <laughs> you know? And so that's just a gift, such a gift. Yes, I understand exactly what you say because um, I live it every day, really. So, yeah. you know, it's a, it's wonderful. I'm grateful, very grateful to, uh, you know, that we can pass this on yeah. to our children, to our children's children. And it, it won't die, particularly, Kilkenny Castle won't ever die. No. That, that, that I really love. Um, that my spirit sang mm -hmm. mm. and I got the bow head. <laughs> I, I love, I love that. I'm, I'm so often talking with, with guests or, or even my clients about, well, what makes your soul sing? And the fact that you're, you're sharing, these are the things that make my yeah. soul sing. Yeah, That's they do, they do. Finding sure. that joy sure. ah. and then and being they, able to share the joy with others. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's the nice part about it all that you can share it. It's not, it's not all for you. You share it with other people mm -hmm. and share it with our, you know, our children, our children's children. And as I say, it's there forever. Mm -hmm. and people will find it. They will know it. They will live it. And they, hopefully their soul will sing too. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Grateful. When, so you, you, you are still painting you're bringing history out into the world and, and, and giving kids the opportunity to experience a different view on history. Is there more writing in your future? Yes, yes, Lisa. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Just completed the fourth book. Did you? Yeah, yes. Yay. <laughs> a lot of it happened during, during the COVID time. We were closed for two years. So I began writing what I remembered about Kilkenny as a child and mm. how it changed by growing up and, and you know, how it was for me to see, uh, like years ago, people that were around, there were, you know, during that time, there would be a lot of characters in the town because mm -hmm. there was no TV or anything like that at that time. So people would ask somebody if they were having a get together to come and maybe play music, maybe some stories, old, you know old stories to tell and all of that you see was I remembered all of it mm -hmm. I don't know why but I if I ask my children today my young my younger ones in particular do you remember that no no I don't no. what are you talking about <laughs> you know I will say that probably one of the most memorable things during our trip was part of the visit to Kilkenny. And I loved where your bed and breakfast was located because it was so easy to just walk across the bridge and get, you know, into the downtown and not have to fight with parking or anything yeah. like that. It was just, it was so centrally located or easy, you know, to, to get to. Yes. 
but we had gone in for dinner and um music you know with playing during dinner at at the end you know that's where, where we ended up but then afterwards I guess it was the man at um the Kilkenny uh, brewery okay. or that or or the uh, Smithix brewery that um had encouraged us to check out John Clear's yes and you know we happened to be it, it was magical <laughs> It was a Monday night. And so we learned that every Monday night for 30 years, basically, it's just kind of whoever wants to participate and sing and play does. It was amazing. There was so much talent in that room. And I mean, somebody would be sitting next to us and then they'd be up singing a song in French or someone else would go up and play in, you know, borrow somebody's guitar and play in Italian and sing in Italian. It was yeah. I don't even have the words for it. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, Lisa. And so for people who, you know, love music and love live music, there, Jim, you know, he, <laughs> that was just absolutely one of his favorite things. He was blown away by it. the talent and the energy. There was something about the energy and just the, the welcomeness and the graciousness. It was fascinating. And you felt is oh I have arrived. That's how I feel, you know. Yeah. You're sitting down and the music is playing and somebody gets up to sing and like it's it's beautiful. Yeah. In itself it's just beautiful. Yeah. And they can sing and they can dance and you know they 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 too are free to give us their songs, give us their music and let us feel that too. Because we we do. We do feel it in our hearts and souls. We love the Irish music and particularly, you know, when people can sing it well or play it well. <laughs> One thing we did when we, uh, right, I think it was the night before we left, we, uh, we were in Dublin and we saw Garth Brooks in concert in oh. Dublin. And of course he had done the five shows, you know, in Dublin. <laughs> was yeah. crazy but hearing this soccer stadium football stadium I guess Cork Park yeah. Yeah. filled with with people belting out every single word to every lyric <laughs> to Garth Brooks <laughs> but then what amazed us is when the fiddle player would come on oh. the whole crowd would just be like why <laughs> the Irish love their fiddle <laughs> it was it was fascinating and I, I you know just our preference was like in the smaller venues and, and, you know, the smaller pubs and, and really feeling and interacting, but there was not a doubt at all that music and it is part of like an important part of the culture. Yeah. So. It is, it is, it is Denise. And, uh, I too have written a song about Kilkenny. Oh. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> There's a place in South East Ireland. Called Kilkenny City Fair, well lived a witch named Alice. It was her name. She thousand powerful husbands was to buy upon the state. She had scumbled over to England. And her maid took her place. The building stood standing as in the days of yore, where music let them flow all out of every door. That's just a verse. Wow. Wow. What more told? Beautiful. Thank you. thank you for sharing that. And you're thank you for being such, a, a, it feels like you're just in love with your town and your city and just in love with sharing it with others. And it's such a beautiful, a beautiful place to share. Now, if others who maybe have never been to Ireland are considering a trip, yes. what, what kinds of, of advice might you have for them to really get them most most out of the Irish yeah. experience. Yes. Plan like you did your, your trip, Lisa. 
-hmm. read up on everything before you come mm -hmm. then decide what you want to see or which is more important because you can't see everything yeah. but you can you know like us the medieval city their places in Killarney you can kiss the Blarney stone mm -hmm. I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't kiss it. <laughs> no, who's been kissing it before you? <laughs> yeah, I have enough a gift to the gap. <laughs> that was the one reason we decided not to do that. We were like, do we really need any more gab? <laughs> Just seeing, kind of trying to get down backwards, you know. Yeah. <laughs> not the easiest thing no <laughs> the cliffs of moher yeah you know belfast that a replica of the titanic oh wow went down from mm. 2012 um there is so many things to do and see and so many castles but look pick the ones you want to see because there are many yeah and, <laughs> you get tired of them after a, you know a while it's yeah. you know when you see about four or five that's enough like <laughs> there are many absolutely you know <laughs> I remember when we when we stayed with you we had come from gory on the yeah. east coast and it was like really why'd you go to gory <laughs> it was just a big confusion yeah. on my part I was trying to find the hill of Terra yeah and there's Terra yeah. Hill down there and I got them yeah, confused. But watching the sunrise over the Irish Sea on the East Coast was absolutely gorgeous. And so I'm like, okay, oh, that's the universe so knew what I needed, but, you needed? know, yes. I, I didn't know, but sure. you know, we For finally sure. made it to the Hill of Terra and, yes. and it was, it oh, was amazing. That was lovely, Lisa. But being willing to, to just, to do the research, to know where you're headed and then leave it open to what we found that we we would talk to people like you like others you know the locals and say it's amazing and so much of what we did was guided in that way we found like we would have never known to go to John Clear's had it not been for someone there telling us and it, it was it was just beautiful, but you're so right. There's no way to do and see it all, especially in a week. Or you know, we can't wait to come back. <laughs> We're just like we just got to. You go. have an you have yeah. an invitation from us. <laughs> Thank Lisa. you. And I'm going to go out with you this time. <laughs> I'd love that. I would love that. And please know, anytime you're in the states, if you want to experience Texas. You've always got a place to stay. My Thank my home. You. I would be honored to open oh. my home to you. Uh, you so just much. honored. Thank it's you. it's been such a pleasure. I hope that we have an opportunity to stay in touch and and to keep this conversation going. Oh, please do. Is there anything else you would like to hear about or talk about? Uh, uh, Lisa? Anything that would be that's important to you. You know, if there if there's anything, I I so appreciate just the very first things that you said about coming from a place of a lack of fear that and and how that is freedom that that really hit me yes yes yeah. and i want to i want to give that to you too mm -hmm. i want to i want to pass it along to you and thank you because you know we only come this way but once mm -hmm. We must make it special. Yeah. We must take care of ourselves, our loved ones, and not, not be afraid to take on the big guys mm. or to take on something that you want to do. Mm. You can always try. If you fail, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Try something else, do something else. And that's, that's how to live, really. I, I, I'm no saint or anything like that. <laughs> I love life. <laughs> I love what I do. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't change it for the world, but I'm still open. I'm still open. I don't close off anything ever, ever. Mm. You know, it's it's just beautiful, and it's beautiful to talk to you because I'm so looking forward to talking to you, uh, Lisa. I have a connection with you. I know I do. 
I feel it too. Absolutely feel it too. And I hope that when the next book comes out, you'll come talk to me again, (laughs) not before, and and share more about, about that book and how it came to be. I'm so looking forward to that. And I just thank you for your insights and wisdom and for sharing your time and your city and your heart with us and sharing your soul in so many ways through your painting, through your writing, through your hospitality. It makes the world a better place. It does. And I am grateful. If I can pass that along, yes, that would be my gift. You definitely do. So trust, trust that. (laughs) Well, I want to thank you so much. And to everyone that is listening, thank you for listening. Now, if others wanted to connect with you to buy your books or yes. come stay at the Celtic yes, House. Yes, Indian, please. What, <laughs> please. What, what are the best ways to, to find you and to, to connect? Yeah, via email, really, or go into the B&B website, mm-hmm. celtichouse-bnb-com. Mm-hmm. Check me out on Google. Okay. YouTube and perfect. What I'll do in the show notes is include links to how to find you and um and the names of your books and how to find the, the bed and breakfast. And thank you so much for all you bring into this world. I'm deeply grateful. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Lisa. I love you. <laughs> oh, I love you too. And to everyone listening. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Dirt Road Divinity. I look forward to talking with you next week. Thank you for listening. Let's connect in between shows, either through Facebook, Instagram, the website, or email at lisa at dirtroaddivinity.com. Talk to you next week.